You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 49. My friend, my friend, you are in for a treat. Today I have Marlene Williams on the show. And when I tell you she gives some of the most practical mental health advice I have ever received, this is going to be one of those episodes that you want to save, bookmark, you know, share the link with a friend because it is that good. And I don't even want to hype it up, but I know I say a lot like, oh, this is my, like, favorite episode now. This is my new favorite episode because I get so excited with what I get to share here on the Bird Means Business Podcast. But y'all, this one, you know, they say like it hits different. (laughs) That's me being a cool mom. It hits different. Like this one is on another level. It's definitely in one of my top five because it really does hit home for me personally in a few ways. First, I experienced severe anxiety for years, and I actually share a bit about this in our conversation in the episode, but also I've had entrepreneurs open up to me about their struggles with anxiety in their businesses or even feeling um, depression, and I just know that it's not something we talk enough about, and so I'm so glad that we have an entire episode dedicated to it, and honestly, after having this this conversation with Marlene, I'm like, we need to do more of this. So I'm going to definitely find more ways to incorporate it into the show. Also, it's personal for me because I have the honor of interviewing my sister-in-law, PhD college professor Marlene Williams. And it's awesome because we first met in college. I remember when my new boyfriend, who's now my husband, Terry, um, asked me, he said, hey, he was um, interning with Atlantic Records out in LA. And he said, hey, my sister is going to be coming to UT for the summer. I'm not there. Can you show her the ropes? And I was so happy to. And y'all, we clicked from day one. Um, She's like a sister to me for real. So let me tell you a little bit about her professionally though. (laughs) Marlene Williams is a psychology resident, professor, and researcher from Houston, Texas. She's currently an assistant professor in the counseling psychology program at Texas Women's University, working on licensure in Texas. Marlene received her doctorate in counseling psychology from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. She has a passionate commitment to social justice advocacy and identity-based equity. During her training, she gained clinical experience grounded in cultural and trauma-informed mental health care in various settings. In addition, she has an ongoing research agenda focused on illuminating the correlates of mental and physical health among Black women as they relate to experiences of racism and sexism. Whew, I am... So glad I get to call this powerhouse of a woman my family and my friend, and I can't wait for you to hear from her. You're going to really need to get ready to take notes because it's so good. We're going to talk about the unique mental health challenges that entrepreneurs face, what some of those like telltale signs are that you could be dealing with anxiety or depression that maybe is kind of spiraled out of control. Um, She also gives us this four-step process of how to manage anxiety and depression, which is clutch. 
I actually advise that you write it out and stick it somewhere that you're going to see again and again so that it's top of mind. And we're going to talk about how entrepreneurs can really protect their mental health from the outset, starting strong to get these really healthy habits around mental health. You're going to hear us talk a bit about self-care. And so I wanted to make sure to link my free guide called Self-Care is in the Everyday. I'm gonna link it here in the show notes so that you can click it, download it for free, and really think about how to incorporate self-care in the everyday. It doesn't have to always be the big golfing trip or the spa day. It could be in these day-to-day things where you can really prioritize your well-being. So go to the show notes to get the link to download that free guide. All right, I'm not gonna have you wait any longer. Here is the conversation I had with Marlene Williams on navigating mental health and entrepreneurship. Marlene, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you on the Bird Means Business Podcast. How are you doing today? I am so excited to be here. So I'm, I'm doing really, really good. Awesome. I know this episode is going to be so powerful because I have heard story after story from entrepreneurs who are just overwhelmed. They have anxiety. Um, They're very lonely. Um, Some even experience depression um, because of the unique nature of what it is to run a business and all the pressures. So I'm excited to get into that. But I really want to start with asking you just about your journey of becoming a mental health professional and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yeah. I, I've had kind of a roundabout trajectory to where I am. Um, but basically it's, it, what has driven me to this point is like my passion for helping, um, people of color, other marginalized people, black people in particular with healing from different forms of discrimination and oppression. So I, I started out as a history major for education, with an emphasis in African-American history. You know that, we, we go way back um, yes. to college. <clears throat> but from that formed more of a, a, a passion for understanding the long-term psychological impacts of racism, slavery, things like that. So I've done a lot of research, uh, clinical work and education work in that realm. And I love it. I am, this is me, this is what I, I should be doing. So I'm, I'm very happy. That is incredible. I love, I was just sharing this the other day, how amazing it is to really walk in your purpose and walk in what, you know, lights you up and, and getting to do that every day. And it doesn't mean that it's like rainbows and unicorns all the time and, and super fun all the time. Um, but it's, it's like so motivating and powerful because you really are in your lane. So I could totally see that. I've seen you, you know, flourish um, in this role and with where you are now. And I'm just so proud of you. And I'm just, um, again, so happy to have you on the show to kind of talk through all of this. So again, you know, there are, I believe, you know, and maybe I'm biased because I'm an entrepreneur, but I feel like there are some unique mental health challenges that entrepreneurs face. And I mean, I do know that entrepreneurship can be very lonely, um, especially because I don't think a lot of people really understand what it's like. Your friends assume that since you don't have a nine to five, you're just out here, like you can have lunch at any time. You can, you know, your schedule is just your own. And I mean, it is maybe flexible, but you still have a whole lot to do, if not maybe more to do than, you know, a regular person that has a job who has coworkers who can take, you know, some of the slack. You don't have that as an entrepreneur. So um, there's a lot of pressure in that way as well. And then imposter syndrome 
syndrome, um, which I hear a lot, especially from new entrepreneurs who maybe identified as one thing. You know, I actually just had a consultation call yesterday with a young lady who was like, for the last 10 years, I've been in this job. All of my family and friends know me as this. And now I'm trying to pivot and be this business owner and do this completely different thing. And I just feel like they're going to be like, who do you think you are? And what do you think you're doing all of a sudden being this other you know, profession and having this other interest? And so there's imposter syndrome. And then there's just like burnout, you know, um, working too hard, not having enough self-care, all of that. So, you know, what would be your thoughts around some of the, the unique um, mental health challenges that entrepreneurs face and how they should navigate that? Yeah. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think what comes to my mind first are a lot of everything that you've shared, right? That inherently there's less of a defined like structure for your schedule, for your day. So a lot of that falls on you, right? And also I think inherently what's really unique about entrepreneurship is that there is this level of, of risk taking, right? You are taking a risk when you decide to start something up, start your own business with taking risks like that, naturally there's gonna be some anxiousness, some nervousness, all of those thoughts of like, can I do this? Is this possible, right? Yes. I think that part is so, it, it is unique to, to this experience of entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. and I think <clears throat> one thing that, that um, really like stands out to me, right? About entrepreneurship, making your own schedules, dealing with the pressures that come from, from the risks involved, is that when entrepreneurs uh, are making like their own schedules, let's say, or setting your own deadlines, your launches for your, for your businesses, is that typically people are thinking about just the external resources that they have in order to meet those deadlines. Like, do I have the finances? Do I have maybe other people who could help? Do I have the time? <clears throat> um, but something that is less tapped into are things like, internal resources meaning you you like maybe not like internal within your business but like with you so there's less of that wondering about <clears throat> when you're sitting there making timelines deadlines of checking in with yourself do mm -hmm. i have the emotional and mental capacity to carry out all of these goals that i have set out for for myself right <clears throat> and so everything that i'm going to be sharing you know throughout today is um, through that lens is that putting yourself, inserting yourself and your capacity into these really risky decisions that we're having, you're having to make, um, and can help with, with some of that imposter syndrome too. I think it's, that part is going to be so, so important taking care of yourself first. Wow. That is a great perspective and something that I didn't really think of in that way as it relates to mental health, but I do talk a lot about kind of approaching business from a holistic standpoint. You know mm -hmm. that I'm all into holistic medicine and um, like yeah. you know, health and all of that. I see a holistic doctor um, and don't take like prescription medicine and stuff, but um, I think of the your business in the same way as, you know, a lot of people will think about, I'm launching a business and it's all about the business. Let me focus on it. But they kind of forget about focusing on themselves and forget that they are at the crux of their business success. Um, they, they, in their mind will say, I just need enough money. Like you're saying all these extra, if I can get this, this, and this, but it's like, well, how are you? And I say this a lot, like your business will smell of you. Meaning yeah. if you're stressed out, 
um, your team is going to feel it. Your vendors are going to feel it. Your clients are going to feel it, you know? Um, so you can't just ignore yourself. You, you are a part of the equation. You are a big, very important part. And so I do have a guide on self-care. Um, I'll share the link um, to that in the show notes. Um, but anyway, I think that's a great point. And I think it, it, you have to be really self-aware to be able to have those kind of check-ins. So I'm, I'm excited to talk through more of that. That is great. Um, I want to know if, if there's someone who's listening, because I always, I really try to think about who will tune in, you know, and where are they? You know, maybe they're scrolling through Apple Podcasts and they see this episode on navigating mental health as an entrepreneurship. They're going to click it because either they are experiencing anxiety or depression as an entrepreneur or they wonder if they do and they're not really sure. So what are some of those like telltale signs that you are indeed in that place? And I, and I know that it can be a little tricky maybe to answer that question, but that's my first question. And then my next question would be if they do identify in, as being in that place, what are some like next steps they should take? You know, in addition to seeking help, are there any, is there anything that they can do in their day-to-day life to kind of help manage um, what they're feeling? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. First, before I formally answer, I'm going to say my disclaimer that I tell everybody. Everyone experiences some form of depressive symptoms at some point in their life, and everyone will experience some form of anxiousness, right? Um, So I don't want anyone to be alarmed, like as I'm talking about, oh, if you may be experiencing some of these things, um, not to be too alarmed to think, oh, I have this and it's it's extreme and I, I need to get help now, right? There's a difference between experiencing some of these, excuse me, symptoms of anxiety and depression that we all do and we're able to manage it, get through it, still do the work that we need to do. Where it becomes a very serious concern is when you're experiencing these things for an uh, extended period of time and it is significantly impairing your ability to get out of bed, to make the phone calls you need to make for your business, right? When you find that happening, or, or even like your social life um, uh, typically is one of those places that gets impacted as well. So if you're finding that significantly being impaired, then yes, it, the, the concern level goes a little higher. But for most of us, we are, we're experiencing this all the time and we're able to kind of power through. <clears throat> and so, yeah, we'll also talk about how to, to help manage with those things, right? So one, if we talk about depression, right? And, and really burnout is kind of linked with that. They can look, feel, and be experienced very similarly, right? Um, with that, you, um, the telltale signs of experiencing that is when you are um, having trouble feeling uplifted or, or happy for most days. Maybe your mood is a little bit more down. You have less energy, less motivation to do the things that you typically enjoy doing. Um, You might even find fluctuations in appetite, in weight. Uh, So different people will feel some of these these physically as well, not just uh, emotionally. But the main things are, it's difficult for you to even do the work that you typically do, and uh, your your mood is is lower than normal. Um, And then for anxiety, right? I always say anxiety basically is when we are living too far into the future. So, so many worries and uh, nervousness with, with thoughts of questions like what if, but, 
what if it goes like, basically we're thinking of the worst case scenario. <clears throat> uh, and so that can make it difficult, right? To like, to be in the present, in the present moment, right? Yeah. Uh, and for, for, for most people that's experiences having like difficulty concentrating on the one thing or the you know few things that you have to do. Um, some people might feel it also physically again where your nervous system is reacting to your environment so it feels like something is threatening or very risky. So sweaty palms, um, heart rate is racing for at moments where really it it seems like there's not really a, a threat around, <clears throat> but your body and your mind are perceiving that to happen. Difficulty sleeping, uh, that can be impacted by both of these as well. So again, if um, th those are just kind of like th those signs of like, hmm, I might need to check this out or do something to help prevent it from, from getting worse, right? Um, the, then when we get to like, okay, what can we do? What what is helpful with this? Of course, number one that I tell everybody is if you're ever wondering and you need more information, definitely seek out therapy. Um, I think uh, that's always a good option. For our more daily life things that we can do, I think I, I've kind of like um, broken it down into different pieces. One is to observe, feel, release, and engage. So the first part is observe, like observe how you're feeling. Are there patterns in your mood? Um, and there are now apps that you can use. You can journal it yourself of like, what are your, what are the emotions you're feeling? What are the moods that you're having? And over time, it allows you to see the patterns. And you can even take note of like, oh, that was around this huge launch date that I had, or this was during guess what? A pandemic, right? <laughs> Things like that. So you can get more context and to see what might be going on for you. So observe to like try to understand. Um, and then feel. I, I can't say this enough that typically what we do, hardworking people, we suck it up, we swallow it down, we avoid the feels, we avoid the feelings that we have. And what ends up happening is it just ends up sitting right here. It's waiting to come up. It's just waiting, right? So allow yourself schedule some time to sit in that, like, and, and do whatever that, that might mean for you. Maybe it's like taking some time to rest or um, <clears throat> whatever it is so that you're not avoiding that feeling. And then instead of just staying there, you can find creative ways to release it. Maybe that's through art, music. Uh, I've heard beautiful stories of people connecting to themselves and their feelings through music, um, journaling, leaning on support of other people around you that you can talk to, to express how you're feeling. Um, and then the last uh, piece of that is in, engage or activate, could be either of those. And what I really mean by that is specific to so if you're experiencing some burnout slash depressive symptoms or experiencing anxiety, typically, not all the time, but typically the answer of helping us with those is literally doing the opposite of what we feel like doing in that moment. And it's hard. It is so hard. If we're feeling burnt out and we feel like isolating ourselves from others because we just, we just can't deal, it's too overwhelming. If we're doing... Give yourself some time, sure, 
But if it's going on for an extended period of time, it's going to be helpful that you literally activate yourself by going to exercise, going to walk, um, going to um, be more social and interact with other people, even though it doesn't feel right. Sometimes we have to activate it before like our mind is, is ready. Yeah. And the same for anxiety. Anxiety makes us avoid. So because maybe I'm nervous about this launch coming up, for example, and I've got to make these really important phone calls. If I have a bunch of anxiety, it's going to cause me to push it back and push it back and, and avoid uh, doing those tasks that I need to do. So we got to really sit with ourselves and ask, like, what are we scared of? What's the fear here? And, and, and face it or get support. If we can't do it alone, because you don't have to do it alone all the time. We have people like Bird, right, yeah. um, to check in with and get that support. Um, but sometimes it does mean, like, not avoiding it. When you avoid, you just kind of perpetuate the, the cycle of, of you reinforce the anxiety. Yeah. That was a mouthful, but I mean, what does that sound like? That is amazing. I mean, I love everything you said. You're speaking my language, especially um, when you mentioned you don't have to do it alone and in getting support. Um, but I love even just that breakdown, observe, feel, release, and engage. I mean, that is, that's gold right there. And I love that it starts with observing and kind of like what I brought up with self-awareness and being aware of, you know, aware enough of where you are having those check-ins yeah. with yourself. I think you mentioned this earlier, we have check-ins for our business. You know, you check in with your finances, maybe with your CPA, you maybe have weekly or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, check-ins with your team. But when are you as the business owner, as the leader, saying this is time where I'm gonna check in with myself. Maybe I have a list of questions that I ask myself. Maybe I, my check-in also maybe happens with a mentor or someone on my board of advisors or me or you know, a business strategist or a coach or you know, someone that you can, you can also say like, hey, where am I? Um, I think that is so, so, so key. And yes, you're right. We don't wanna feel a lot of times. I can, I'm guilty of wanting to suppress my feelings because it's like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time. to. I can't go down that road because I have to get this and this and this and this done. And then it just leads to burnout. Or a lot of times I actually find that um, it leads to physical issues. Like I get sick basically. Um, for years, that was my way of realizing I was stressed. Um, I, I could not identify stress. So I, my doctor would ask me if I was stressed and I would say, no, I'm not stressed. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting, given like your symptoms. And I, they'd say, you know, tell me about your day or your, your week. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, here we go. And so I started telling them all the things. And they're like, so you're definitely stressed. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't, I did not think of it as stress. Yeah. I was like, this is just my life. Like, this is just how it goes. Yeah. And um, what I would find, though, is if I just keep going, I'll start to get, a, I'll get a cold or I'll get some terrible you know, sickness or whatever, that'll just, you know, I'm done. I'm like in the bed for, you know, three days and that's even worse. Right. So, um, it's good to be able to really observe and feel so that you can release and, yeah. and, and figure out. And the, and the engaging part is important too. I was just telling a friend, it's like, you know, when you're in a bad mood and you just want to like, like, I guess, watch a bad, like a sad movie and cry and eat popcorn mm -hmm. and like candy and just like, it's like, you know, whatever. You just don't want to, you don't want to care about life. It's like, you should actually do the opposite. Like you should probably get outside, get some sun, walk, you know, it's five minutes, just walk around the neighborhood, whatever it might be. And 
that will be what you need to really lift yourself up and not stay in this funk, you know? But again, yeah. it's hard because you, yeah. you want to do what your, your flesh, you know, your nature wants to do, which is just be exactly. sad for yourself. Yeah. Um, and you're right. We can't always do it alone, um, but we can have other people, your spouse, a best friend, a sister, a mother to, to, to say, hey, I'm in one of those places. Um, can you just talk with me or can you encourage me or whatever it might be? Listen to a message or something, you know, motivating a, po a podcast you like to kind of just get you out of that place. So that's amazing. And I'll just say this. I actually experienced um, um, anxiety after having my first baby, baby mm -hmm. Terry. Um, and it was like something I'd never experienced before. And I, I wasn't observing. So I didn't even know it was anxiety for a long time. Um, and it was first in my thoughts, just, and it's very common. I, I've learned since um, for women to experience postpartum anxiety, but I had only heard of postpartum depression. I had never heard of postpartum anxiety. So I was assuming, well, I'm not depressed. I'm not sad or I don't have bad feelings toward my baby but I was terrified of this random things happening. Like, um, he was born around the, around Halloween and I just was like, someone's going to do a seance on him and they're going to, and I had to turn the light off in his room because it faced like the window, like to the street and someone's going to see it and they're going to come and, you know, just random things. I thought there might be a sinkhole in his, underneath his room in our house. And when I say it now, obviously I can kind of chuckle, but I probably shouldn't. Because it was real back then. Like you really felt this. Yeah. Well, and, and it wasn't until my husband Terry said like, Hey, and you know, he's super duper positive. You know, him, he's your brother. <laughs> um, he, he was like, babe, if you need to go see someone, like I'll go with you, I'll support it. And I was like, oh shoot, it must be bad for him to, you know, oh. say that. And I read a, um, an article from Chrissy Teigen um, where she talked about postpartum anxiety that she experienced. And that's when I realized, oh my goodness, I have that. And, and, and then I was able to be again, kind of aware of it and, 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 and um, you know, work through that process. So, you know, I know a lot of people might feel like, yeah, cause I mean, I would have never thought that I'd have an issue with mental health that severe at least. Yeah. Um, and I certainly did. And so, I mean, no one is above it. I, I like to talk about my story because people mm -hmm. see me as like, they try to say I'm superwoman or power, power. And I don't obviously identify as any of that, but, but yeah, me, I dealt, I totally dealt with that and had to work through it for like years. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, thankful to God that it's not something I still deal with, but I know that it can flare up. I know that it could come back. So I'm very active, proactive in, in how I'm taking care of my body. Um, and, and like you said, observing where I am and being very honest with myself there. Yes. What, oh, can I add one more thing there? Because yeah. it <clears throat> could help with that and uh, anxiety specific to entrepreneurship, which is um, when, 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 when the anxious thoughts come in, one of the major things, and, and it is hard to do um, sometimes by yourself, but is literally like going back to the, the facts, like what do you know for sure, right? And because a lot of times when you go back through that thought process only based on fact, you realize that, oh, okay, I'm actually exaggerating or, or what we call catastrophizing, I'm looking for this worst case scenario, that I have no evidence, no evidence to support that that could actually happen, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, what I always tell people is, because we end up getting down to like, what's, what are you, what's the fear? Like, what are you scared of? And even then, it's like, well, even if that worst case scenario happened, right? Let's name out all the tools 
people and resources you have that would help you get through it. So it helps you realize that those fears and anxieties that you have really don't have all the power and control over you. But even if that happened, guess what? You'd figure something out. You'd get out of it. You'd manage it. You'd call Bird. You'd call whoever your advisors are to, to help you through it. Yeah. To know that you can get through whatever that is that you're concerned about possibly happening. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that so much. It is it is very, very um, important to, like you said, identify the power it it has or doesn't have because it might not right. be as scary as it as it may may seem. Um, right. You have some resources that you can tap into to help you get through that. And um, I love what you said too. It's something that Megan Harding actually said to me years ago. She said, don't replace what you know with what you don't know. Yeah, you, know there you, go. Yeah. you know this, this, and this, and you're going to replace it with all these other things. Um, so that that's applicable, you know, in regular life too. So love that you brought that up. And thank you for sharing, you know, your personal experience. I think that's helpful for, for people to hear, right? That it may, there's so many people, right? I, I, I sit with people all the time and I get to see their vulnerable um, parts of themselves, but I'm sure the rest of the world thinks, oh, they're perfect. Everything is put together, but we all feel it. We all experience this. Absolutely. And whenever I, I shared it per, on my personal page, um, probably a year ago or so, and I mean, the response was like, oh my goodness, thank you for sharing your story. And a lot of it was DMs and private messages of people saying, um, I, I've experienced this, but I, I thought something was wrong with me. You know, basically it's like, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how big of a deal it would have been to share it. And so, you know me, I'm really transparent and I try to keep it all the way real. And I mean, especially on the podcast, just really experience, you know, sharing what all of this is really like and how it really looks. I did an episode called how I don't do it all because people would ask me all the time, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't, you know, I have my mom. She helps so much with our kids. Are you kidding me? Don't know what I would do without her. You know, I have all the support and um, I have these tools I use. I have systems, you know? Um, and so it's the same with this. It's like, I know, you know, it, it, you can be, a, you know, you can own multiple businesses and have a family and have all this stuff going on and still experience mental health issues. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you, you know, anything. Well, it's yeah, just, it. it's yeah. just life. And, um, it's just important to talk about it so that people, you know, will it's like, it's normalized and, um, people are then equipped and empowered to like say, okay, I have tools. I can, I can get through this, you know, someone else did. So yes, I love exactly. that so much. Yeah. Thank you for giving us that, that observe, feel, release, <laughs> and um, engage. Yeah. That is so good. I'm definitely going to like lay that out in the show notes because I think that is just a really great thing to even write down. Stuff like that, y'all, just to take it real practical. When I hear stuff like this on like a podcast or whatever, I will literally write those words out on like a, you know, note, like even like a sticky note mm -hmm. and just like tape it somewhere into my planner or on my computer, somewhere to where I can just see it so that I'm constantly thinking about it. Or if I find myself in a, in a moment, I can just go to it and say, okay, let me, let me walk through these steps um, so that I can help manage it in the moment. Absolutely. I do the same. I do the same. It's important. It's important to really make it practical. So, okay. What is one piece of advice you would give someone who is starting a business around protecting their mental health from the outset? So like kind of starting with some of these good 
um, tools and, and um, ways to manage it. Oh yeah. Okay. Number one thing, it has to do with, with mindset. Okay. Do away with the mindset of I'll take care of myself later after I get, after I do the work. Cause we know that's a lie. It's a lie because then what happens after that is another thing is another deadline. It's another launch. It's another whatever. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes even, I know even this is true for myself, then maybe I have a lull in time in, in work or maybe things go down a little bit. Then I feel imposter syndrome and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing something right. So then I, <laughs> so it, it's a never ending cycle. Right. That is something that from the outset, we need to accept. Absolutely. Accept that that is true. It will always, the work is, there's always something to be done. There's always going to be something that you're going to think you need to do before you take care of yourself. So let's just accept that, right? <clears throat> that you're, you're never gonna be completely done. The second part of that is to, so you do away with that mindset and go in viewing you taking care of yourself as actually productive for your business, right? Ooh. Okay, because, <clears throat> and I have this conversation with people all the time that, literally by you nourishing your body, nurturing yourself, resting when you need to, you are going to have more energy, more focus, more motivation to actually carry out the work that you need to do. And your, your outcome, your <clears throat> outputs, your productivity, the quality and efficiency of your work is going to be so much better. Like, again, what ends up happening a lot is we, we work, 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 work. We work, we don't take care of ourselves. And guess what? We actually end up missing some of the deadlines. The very deadline date that we were setting out to do, it ends up getting postponed or prolonged or delayed because we don't have energy. We don't have motivation. Would you drive a car with no gas? Would you get on your computer when it has no battery? No. <laughs> so we, and we are more important than these cars and computers, right? So we have to do the same for ourselves. And I think if you go from the outset, accepting that and viewing that as actually productive, I think you're going to, you're going to see a lot, <clears throat> you're going to see your business actually benefit from that. You and your business will benefit. Yes. 100%. I love that so much. And I refer to it as redefining, redefining productivity. And it's something that I first had to do when I had my, my first baby, because I was, of course, go, go, go. And y'all, I completely misinterpreted what um, maternity leave was supposed to be. To me, it was like, oh, I'm going to have this time where like, oh, I can kind of like take off, but I'm going to do all these projects and things that like, I, I, don't, I don't have to be at the gym to do, but basically I was like fitting in all these different projects I was going to do, even stuff around the house. No, you're exhausted. I'm trying to figure out breastfeeding, baby's up all the time, like it's stuff. And so I was really struggling in that season with redefining productivity. It was hard for me to just have to lay with my baby mm -hmm. on the bed or whatever. Like that to me felt like, I'm not getting anything done today, but I had to tell myself, no, this is productive. This is bonding with your new baby. And that's very important for, for the baby's development. It's very important for my, my, you know, development, even like in my body, it's good for your body to bond with your baby and all these things. So 
even with your business. Um, really kind of redefining productivity. It's not just all about the business and what it's doing in terms of reaching your goals, revenue goals, et cetera. It's also product productivity in my business is me being okay, <laughs> is me getting a workout, is me drinking enough water a day, um, is me having some kind of um, connection with some human. Because <laughs> we can get so wrapped up in our business, we look up and we've been on our computer for the whole day and haven't actually connected with anybody. So redefine what productivity is. Society tells us that, you know, of course it glorifies the hustle and it glorifies, you know, I'll sleep when I die. And it's like, actually, no, you're going to need to sleep tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. you and whether you want to or not, your body's going to shut down. Like you don't necessarily have a choice. Right. You know? Exactly. So really fighting what we what we're fed and what we're meant to believe as what, it, what success is and saying, no, um, I'm going to do it different and I'm here for the long haul. Um, and I want this to be sustained. And in order for that to work, um, I'm going to have to take care of myself. So I love that. Yes. Yes. Awesome. This has been so amazing. I mean, even just for me, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a little, I just, this has been great. So I really appreciate you coming on. I do want to ask you a question that I ask every single guest. And it is, what is one thing you can do this week to bring you closer to the best version of yourself? I think that's a great question. The, the first thing I want to say is I need to, I'm going to take my own advice that I've shared with, with everybody today, because I also am not immune to anything I've shared today. Okay. This is a human experience. Mm -hmm. But secondly, I am currently um, doing something for myself that I try to do daily uh, and it's, I listened to a recent message from Stephen Furtick about the power of questions. And it was so powerful. And so one of the questions that I'm asking myself every day is how can I love myself better? Mm. And the hope or the aim, the goal is that through asking myself that question every morning, everything I do during the day is through that lens, that approach of giving myself grace, giving myself compassion, loving my, myself better, right? So right now, in this week, I'm, I am giving myself grace and compassion for um, not necessarily being able to be 100% given the political climate, the racial injustice, the pandemic, all of that. I'm giving myself some grace with that, and I'm, I'm taking it day by day, and I'm saying that that's okay. I can do that. That's what my body and my mind needs right now. That is so good. Oh my gosh. And I love that you brought up Stephen Furtick. Um, Terry, Don't get me started on him because <laughs> go on and on. I, I do quiet time every day. And on Fridays, um, Terry and I do our quiet time together. And we've been watching Stephen Furtick messages. And it's just like, oh. It will get with you, okay? All the way there. Like, I'm just like, what is happening right now? It's so, so good. So yes, I love that that, that stems from that. And I asked that question because... I feel like, you know, we have these big goals and big dreams and we, we make them like annual or quarterly and, and we don't think about the day to day. We don't bring them back to, you know, what can I do today, this week to, to be, bring me closer to those, those, those bigger goals, but the best version of who I am. And um, so I, I love your answer to that question. I want to do a quick lightning round. And this is just where I ask like five really simple questions um, just so people can get to know you a little bit better. Um, so here we go. <laughs> What is your favorite meal? Oh, easy. 
Well, Kai, I have a lot. Do I need to say one? It's lightning round, right? Okay. Favorite, yes. <laughs> okay, anything, Ty Curry, anything. Mm, oh, yes. Any day, anytime. Now, texting or talking? Texting. Same. Same. Yeah. Um, place you most want to travel? Africa. Anywhere oh. in Africa. <laughs> Love it. Favorite holiday? Favorite holiday? Ooh, do I have one? I'm going to go ahead and say Christmas because of family. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how long does it take you to get ready in the morning? 15, 20 minutes. Talk. I love it. I love it. Boom, boom, boom. That's how I am. Yeah. Well, really, it's, that part has been an evolution. I know I need to take more, give myself more time, but I'm, I'm a work in progress. Yeah. Same, same. So I love this. This has been incredible. Again, thank you so much for coming on. This is like a, a topic that's very dear to my heart. Again, it's something I've experienced and many friends of mine have. And um, I really, again, just want entrepreneurs to, to think of themselves and to think of their business holistically, um, in, including themselves in that picture. And I really just appreciate this conversation. It's been incredible. Now, how can people connect with you online? I want them to learn uh, you know, about more about you um, and connect with you there. Where are the best places they can get with you? Sure. First, I want to thank you for having me again. And um, thank you for all of the hard work that you're doing for helping these budding entrepreneurs, because these kinds of conversations need to happen. Um, it, uh, yes, you can follow up with me on, on uh, Instagram at marlene.williamsphd. Um, and yeah, you can, you can find me there of all kinds of resources and helpful tips and tricks on there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay. Wow. I mean, there are just so many layers to this conversation and if it weren't for anybody else, it really helped me. I'm so glad that Marlene graced the show with her practical wisdom and just realness um, and transparency. I want you, you to make sure to connect with her on Instagram. It's marlene.williamsphd. And I've actually linked it in the show notes as well. Um, if you don't know every episode, I, I link anything that we um, share. So it's linked there where you can just click and go straight to her Instagram, connect with her to get more of these types of practical tips around managing mental health. Also, we talked a lot about self-care, as I mentioned. So, um, I have my free guide in the show notes as well, linked there called Self-Care is in the Everyday with tips on how to really make self-care a lifestyle. So if you want to download that for free, go to the link in the show notes and you'll be able to do that. I hope that you feel a bit more powerful having tuned into today's show, having taken this time to really think through where you are, um, to even carry this four-step process of observe, feel, release, and engage with you. Um, it's powerful. It's important. Um, so I hope that you've really opened up your heart and your mind to receive this information. And I hope that it really helps you along your entrepreneurial journey. If this episode, um, you know, really struck you, um, or if you know of any entrepreneurs who could really benefit from hearing this, please share it with them. Um, let them know about the Bird Means Business Podcast. 
this is the last um, episode of the four-part series on your questions answered. I'm so glad that this was one of the questions asked and that we've been able to address it. Um, but if you have more questions, it doesn't have to be in a series. Don't ever hesitate to DM me um, or shoot me an, an email so that we can connect further. All right. I hope you have a peaceful rest of your day and I'll talk to you next week. Alrighty, Terry, are you ready for Terry's take? Yeah! Oh, yeah, that was enthusiastic. You know what we talked about today? Yep. What, what was it? Mm. You don't know. Playing at school. We did not talk about playing at school on the podcast, but what we did talk about was navigating mental health issues in entrepreneurship. Can you say mental health? Mental health. Yeah, that's right. And it's a very important topic because so many of us deal with it, but a lot of people don't talk about it because it's a little taboo. Um, but we shared with, guess who was on the podcast? What? Marzi. Marzi. Yeah. What in the world? Auntie Marzi. Auntie Marzi. She is super um, knowledgeable. She has so much wisdom and she just shared some great takeaways and practical tips for all of the, those who listen in. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, she can go to her house. Yes, we're going to go to her house one day. I know you, you've been wanting to go over and, and visit her, but it's really important that whenever you launch your guitar business, you think about all of this too, right? Uh-huh. How to not feel lonely, how to make sure that you're not... Oh, not to lonely in the book and right the, now. You're, what'd you say? Max is lonely in the book. Oh, Max, you're reading a, a book right now and Max is lonely? No. Well, we don't want Terry to be lonely whenever he launches his guitar business. So it's important oh, that no, you no. have you have your resources you tap into. Oh, I don't like that. That's not fear. Being, being lonely is not fear. I don't like being lonely. Lonely is sad. Lonely mm-hmm. is sad. That's exactly right. And so in order to really... Um, avoid some of that, you have to know who are my people? Who are my friends? Mommy or daddy? Who can I talk to? So if I ever feel lonely, I can have someone to talk to, right? Yeah. Mommy! You like to talk to mommy? Yeah! Oh, that makes me so happy. You can always talk to me if you're lonely. I like both of them. I like mommy. I like daddy. Yes, daddy is... I like both of them. Yeah, daddy is a great person to talk to if you ever feel lonely. Yeah, mommy and dad. I love that so much. I'm going to tell him that. Okay, what about burnout, too? Have you ever heard of burnout? Yep. What is burnout? Burnout is when... And you burn yourself and makes you burn and it goes inside of you and it hurts you and then bam, it hurts you and then it screws you and then you get shot and then it hurts you then it's smoke inside of you. Smoke inside of you. Actually, that was a pretty good definition of burnout. It would get close. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to make sure we don't burn out to avoid all of that that he just said. Well, Terry, this was a really great Terry's take. I think you gave some really good um, feedback and I'm excited for next week too. Are you ready to say bye to the people? Yeah. Bye people. And get a sour patch. <laughs> yes. We're about to get a sour patch. That's his um, compensation. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Bye.